Hi, my name is Ben and welcome to Field and Foley episode 7. On today's episode we will get to know Katharina Bär, a sound designer based in Düsseldorf, Germany. With a strong musical background she combines her passion for music and recordings in her work on game audio, film projects and audiobooks. She has also worked on audio narration with curated music and Foley for the board game Frosthaven. Katharina also has experience in live mixing and recording musical and classical concerts, as well as developing directional characteristics of different instruments in VR for her bachelor's thesis. We're excited to hear more about her unique projects and approach to sound design. So Katharina, um, welcome and thanks for taking the time today. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, so my, my first question would be, um, because I was very intrigued about it, um, how did you approach modeling the sound of instruments in VR for your bachelor thesis? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's um, basically a data set from, uh, I think it's the University of Berlin and in co collaboration with, uh, with another one, I forgot uh, at the moment. That's fine. Um, they um, recorded a lot of instruments um, in a controlled setting and like for they recorded only uh, single tones and stuff and um, took measurements from all angles around the instrument like as it, they, it's basically a, a big um, ball of microphones and mm -hmm. the players it's in the middle um, and then you have a whole data set that tells you it, on in this if the instrument plays Frequency X, it's in the front, it's louder. On the back, uh, you don't hear it that much. On one side, you hear it a lot. Uh, and I took this, this data set, uh, threw it into Mat MATLAB. Or mm -hmm. Is it in, in English, MATLAB? I don't know. Um, and yeah, then I put all of that in WISE <laughs> and um, made a filter system. Basically, it's an EQ system that changes the EQ based on the position, uh, on your position to the instrument. That's very interesting. And it's a little bit difficult to explain. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's totally <laughs> fine. I mean, it's it's a very complex uh, topic um, for if you're getting into details. And um, I especially have problems with math, so <laughs> that would be uh, my downfall. But what really would interest me is, uh, as you have... Uh, yeah, already experienced with live mixing and with uh, especially classical concerts. Um, after you've put it in and and tested it out, how how was the experience? Did you like encounter any limitations in technology that made it like apparent that there's still like a gap to the real recording, or was it like basically um, almost indistinguishable from if it would have been a, re a real recording in a room? Mm, it is definitely noticeable the problem is uh, most people don't don't notice like if you have uh, the usual vr player and you put them in front of a vr instrument uh, let them go around it it 
Maybe there are some differences you can hear if they're very drastic, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, you only hear it if you're really concentrating on it and have experience with um, doing the same thing on with a real instrument in a real room, like walking around the instrument, listening to in what spaces, uh, how, how does it sound, um, from which angle. I see. So yeah, for the end customer, it's <laughs> it's good enough yet <laughs> already. It was it was a great experiment. I did a hearing test with a lot of people, and it seemed to make a difference. So most people said it sound does sound more more uh, realistic, but they couldn't tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah it, it's an it was an experiment, but I think it won't it does not have uh, make such a difference for. And then for a game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I also thought about it as a as an like a really interesting exper um, experiment. But uh, yeah, what really interested me is if if you could pick out uh, or or if you have picked out what exactly was different or what was not or like the real thing. Could you like pinpoint what it was or was it just like it sounds a bit off? Mm. No, it does not sound off. It's also for me it's not that noticeable so it's it's uh, way stronger in reality from my experience than it is in VR maybe that's due to my bad system <laughs> that's totally possible and a bit of system that doesn't work very well um, yeah <laughs> and um, yeah going going further to like the real thing um, I, I've read that you uh, were live mixing a concert at the Tonhalle Düsseldorf for a live stream. Um, can you walk us a bit through your process of live mixing, um, especially like how much can you prepare for such an event, or is it like, is it very easy after everything is set up and it's all in the setup, or um, does anything unexpected come up and you have to like react? Uh, well, in my case, I work at Tonhalle Düsseldorf um, also as a as a yeah sound engineer. So I know the concert hall, I know the orchestra, um, and we had time to prepare and uh, record the rehearsal. So basically we made a mix uh, in when the rehearsal took place. And then when the actual live stream starts, you don't do much. You sit there and you control everything that Basically, you um, see that that, that that nothing nothing breaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And if something I don't know if if some uh, maybe the soloist uh, plays louder than in, in the rehearsal, then you adjust do little adjustments. But that's really it. Yeah, so it's all in the preparation. Yeah, definitely. So you do like a rehearsal mix as well. That's interesting. Yeah, and how, how did you come to, to that job? I mean, was it like a, a normal process of just trying to find something interesting or was it obviously a dream of doing live mixing? Or Because I've, I've never done live mixing. I've done some bands, mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't call that mixing. It was just <laughs> um, making the not sound shitty. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Um, no, it's, uh, it's actually a collaboration from my university with the, with the concert hall. Um, so it's it is basically a student job, or they they do it as a student job, and every 
sound engineer is also a student and can uh, come to Tonhalle and um, well, re record the concerts there and also take the recordings home and mix them at home and um, have them have it as practice for university basically. So this is how I how I got there. So that's that's interesting. So you you get like a real high quality recording to to practice on. Yes. And uh, probably a lot of expensive microphones in the Tonhalle as well, right? <laughs> uh, well, some. We don't have that many microphones actually, but we we can also um, use some from the university. Okay. When you, the uni has has some has a lot of expensive microphones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always it's always fun to have a lot of a lot of nice gear to to test. Um, without having to spend a lot of money for everything, oh, yes. <laughs> and just to test it out and to see what works and what doesn't. And so, um, do you use that also to practice recording, to try out different like approaches, where to put the microphones, uh, what kinds of microphones to use, and how to mix? Or is it like a set thing that you learn and then you like do it as you as you have been teached? Uh, no, definitely, we try out different things. That's, I mean, especially when you are in uni, that's the whole point of it, mm -hmm. to try out new things, to put, see where you can put microphones, what microphones can you use, where, what does sound good, what does sound really, really awful. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the best experience you can have, um, finding something that sounds really awful so you know what to avoid. <laughs> um, I've had my fair share of recordings when I came home that were unusable, or I would say Noise uh, to be used for other purposes than intended. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of those, especially like from, uh, cons well, I, I say concert halls, but it's mostly like, I don't know, school, uh, how do you say that, auditoriums mm -hmm. or something with an orchestra or, or a, I don't know, or a band that is not very good. <laughs> and then you come home with the recording. It's basically, well, not usable <laughs> for anything. But, I mean, you yeah. you never know. That's you how might, you learn. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. You might run into a project where you need like a, a shitty band recording for a video game or for some kind of scene. So yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, as always. Um, as I said to my last guest, uh, or, or we both like agreed, there's no such thing as a as a shitty recording because there's always some kind of thing you can make out of it, and <laughs> even if it's just sound design and just do some granular synthesis or other or other things and sample it. Um, that's true. I've never, I've never tried that. Doing, I can doing sound it. design yeah. from a shitty recording. I should try. I can, I can really recommend it, ex especially because you, you learn to, um, also embrace those things where you didn't record anything good because it not, not only teaches you something, um, because sometimes it doesn't teach you anything. Sometimes it just forgot something or <laughs> you made a silly mistake you already knew, but um, yeah, just. Use those to go through and and mangle with the sound and use it as a source for something um, that I can really recommend. It's it's always fun. I will I will try. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, and on on that front, um, starting out with the whole recording, um, do you remember what you struggled with the most starting out, and and how did you overcome it? Mm, what did I struggle with most? That's that's difficult. <laughs> I mean, whatever comes to mind, yeah. Um, I guess I guess it's picking out the right microphone because where I started out 
in uni really with recording and as I said we had a lot of uh, microphones available mm -hmm. and then you sit there and just are like okay I'm going to record I don't know a clarinet today what do I use <laughs> <laughs> or I'm I'm going out and going I don't know ambience recording of whatever a train is this microphone that I used last week to record a trumpet is this also working I don't know I guess that's it. I see. You never, you never know until you try, right? But that's that's great. Um, yeah, because I I can certainly feel that I had the same thing in the beginning. I I just had a, a bunch of microphones, just like a handful, and I was always like bringing everything just to make sure I try everything um, for ambiences for whatever instrument I I did. And yeah, I think maybe even if you somehow can find some information on what kind of microphone you use. Um, I've learned more and more than that is it's really about the yeah getting to know the gear yourself right and and what you feel comfortable and what you what you learn how you can do something well the thing is if you have not so many choices it's, it's actually easier because the microphone you have is the one you you're going to use and that is the one who which is going to make a good recording for you yeah that's also true yeah Uh, it's it's uh, the microphone you have in hand it's it's the perfect one right <laughs> at this moment um yeah maybe also going um into the topic of um, because you mentioned going out for ambiences and stuff um you mentioned you go out with your zoom uh, doing some field recording um why did you decide to do that is it like just like as part of the uni um you also wanted to go into field recording or do you have maybe other reasons as well no uh, um my Uni courses were only uh, sound engineering and music recording. It had nothing to do with games or Foley or anything. Uh, I just started that because, um, well, I got then somehow I got into games. <laughs> and I had nothing. I had no libraries, no nothing. Um, and we were, we were making a game and I needed ambience, so... I took what I had and I, I went out and recorded some. Oh, nice. Okay, so so uh, not just like as a hobby or trying out, or uh, you really had like something you had to get done. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that was your goal, getting all those ambiences. So um, from from the beginning up, um, what what was the first thing you recorded? The first sound and and why did you record it? I, I guess it probably why it was because you needed it for the. For the game project, right? <laughs> the first sound ever, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Or well, the first sound ever I recorded was was a um, were four clarinets. <laughs> oh, four clarinets. Okay. <laughs> so, but that was music. So I, I guess you're asking about sound design. Or and, and both is fine. I mean, four clarinets is a nice first sound. For me, it was like the default thunderstorm thing. <laughs> yeah, that that was. Um, I recorded and I also played in the ensemble and it was my um, my entry for applying to uni. Oh, nice. Okay, so you played the clarinet and recorded it and, and that yes. was your hand. and okay. I absolutely okay. did not know what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 and it sounded very bad, <laughs> but somehow I got in, <laughs> so it worked. That's nice. So... Um, <laughs> Maybe also on on the topic of recording, uh, do you have 
any anything that you enjoyed the most so far recording? I mean, you mentioned trains, um, recording recording a train, um, and I recently recorded a train and <laughs> found it very enjoyable. Um, all those sounds. Um, do you have anything favorite? Anything you said, man? That that one thing I recorded that was that was really something. Mm, I think from the recording experience, I like to record. Uh, calm ambiences like I don't know you're on the beach somewhere and you just record waves and sit uh, sit with your microphone on the beach <laughs> Think, uh, things like this it's very very cool very calming I don't know I don't record so much actually uh, I'm more of a I take things out of a library person just uh, because of time time reasons Time constraints, yeah. 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 I've also um got into that topic with other guests about uh, why don't you just like use something out of the library? And what I what I'm hearing from a lot of colleagues is that um, oftentimes they feel it's it's faster and easier to just record the thing you need. Because as you're starting to grow your library, you start to have like millions of sounds, and if it's not like anything specific like say an explosion which is not as easy to record in your <laughs> backyard then um, especially for foley for body movements or something like mm -hmm. that um, people tend to tend to record them themselves because yeah they can perform them is that something that you also noticed yet or is it like for you mostly like uh, library sounds and then you just record something for a special purpose or i don't know Mm, I, I wouldn't say it's easier to record it, at least for me, because I don't have so much Foley uh, equipment. And with equipment, I mean, basically junk. Yeah, trash. <laughs> Foley <laughs> junk. <laughs> I try to keep my flat uh, a little bit clean of Foley junk. It's not working very well, but I try my best. Um, I, I find it, uh, it sounds better in the end if you record it yourself it just fits better than to just to take a sound from a library um but i don't know i'm i take sounds of library uh, out of libraries a lot and it's all it also for for generic stuff it works well i think and i'm faster that way foley recording is uh, for me it's it's a bit more work yeah Because I have to set everything up. I have to look around. What do I need? What do I want to record? What sounds right? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a Foley artist. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. Um, uh, also for for your project for the audio narration for the board game, um, I think it was uh, Frosthaven it was, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was also something that interested me. Did you record anything for that? Because I, I've seen that there are like Foley sounds as well or was it more like a composition of doing the music and ambient stuff um, with, the, with the stuff you had in, in libraries I think I recorded like one or two sounds but not not a lot it was really just uh, because we we had a lot of material to go through and it uh, it took long <laughs> it took a very long time Yeah. to make all of this and we were all just faster to uh, take things out of libraries and reuse stuff we, we reused in 
um, uh, what is it called in in episodes we already did. I see. Yeah. And in this case, it makes sense because it's always the same. It's the same group of yeah heroes or people mm -hmm. who are going through this world and exploring this world. And of course, they're making the same sounds mostly if they when they walk, they run, they fight. So we kind of imagined a group and what sounds do, uh, do they make and then we could reuse them to to an extent. Yeah, that's interesting. And and so you you were like a group of uh, people doing the sound for this? As I heard it? Yes, we were uh six or seven people. Oh, nice. And the the most uh, basically one one person did did a lot of it like the whole, the main chunk was one person uh, and then a few of us were on and off some uh, we, some were doing like one episode and like i did i think six or seven or something nice and um how how did you come to this uh, gig when I, if i may ask because it's um i've never heard of audio narration for a board game before I mean, I've, I've used to uh, use music and maybe some ambient tracks for pen and paper stuff. But um, yeah, for the board game, that's yeah very unique to me. Uh, yeah, that was part of my... I, I was at uh, Dynamedion and Boom Library for one and a half years. Nice. And this that was part of the one of the gigs for Dynamedion. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like I like Boom Library a lot, of course, <laughs> as as we all do. <laughs> as we all do. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So um, you're doing you're doing more like the soft stuff, um, the ambient stuff. Uh, do you find yourself like searching for specific libraries, or do you like then then go out and and try to record them yourselves? Because if you don't find it, then yeah, maybe make it yourself and then make it your own. Yeah, I don't. Um, look for new libraries that much because I don't believe in uh, gathering as much libra libraries as you can. Mm -hmm. So if I if I really need something and I don't find it in the things I have, I mean, if I if I do something really specific, I might look for a library. Uh, but mostly, if I don't find it in the stuff I have, then I go and record it, if it's possible. Like, I don't know, if I need a certain animal or something, <laughs> I can't go and record that very easily. So I would, I guess, uh, look for a library then. Yeah, that's, that's uh, animal sounds is also something I've <laughs> struggled with, with a lot. Um, I've started to, uh, to get into animal recordings because I needed some bird, um, bird chirps and yeah, general bird sounds. And um, of course, was very frustrated running around with my recorder and trying to get bird sounds. And I got everything else, <laughs> and the birds in it. But um, yeah, so, yeah the... <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hunting pigeons at the moment. I'm waiting for pigeons to land on my balcony, and then I grab my microphone to try to record them. But obviously, I record everything else that goes on in front of my window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you can probably go uh, out with a shotgun mic and might get some interesting results. But um, yeah, for me, that that really started like the whole journey of getting into different microphones. And I got a, a parabolic microphone. I don't know if you're aware of those. Uh, actually, not no. Okay, it's like um, 
you can imagine it's like a satellite dish, um, but um, uh, see-through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like a directional, very, very directional yeah, mic. And you, yeah, you can just point <laughs> them at the birds or on other stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's also, uh, yeah, trying to find the sound is interesting because oftentimes you hear a bird and then you try to find it with your microphone without seeing it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely take some training to get used to it and to, to find where the sound is coming from. But if you get it, you get like a really clear recording with, with very little noise in the background. And yeah, I got some bird songs uh, that are just amazing. Um, yeah, I can really recommend it if you have the chance to, to get uh, one of those mics. Um, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Uh, but also you need a lot of stamina. A bit like a, a microphone looking glass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like a like a tele lens for yeah. like for photographers. It's it's exactly the same, and um, yeah, you could also like in in if you have um, animal parks or something, you can record bear sounds or other animals that are like by nature far away. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, can really recommend trying that out. But it's also yeah, it's it's a beast in itself. Um, it's a very <laughs> Sometimes you stand there with your arm outstretched for like half an hour and you get tired, but you try to find that. So you switch arms and yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, field recording as a as a entry to to finding your own sounds is interesting. But um, yeah, do you have any any favorite place so far to record, or do you just like go out and try to find what you need right now? Or do you also go maybe out without the purpose, just like recording stuff, trying to find if there's something interesting out there? Uh, I definitely go out without a purpose and just try see what I find. Uh, especially when I'm not at home, like when I'm... Uh, actually, when I'm on holiday, <laughs> of course, I take a microphone. Of course. And of course, I take a day and go with my microphone and try to see what I find because I can't help myself. Well, because maybe I find something cool, who knows? Uh, yeah, so definitely. Yeah, that's that's definitely also my my idea of holidays and taking my microphone <laughs> with me and having at least one day. It's always something. I mean, you're either at the beach, you're maybe in the mountains or in an interesting city. So there's always something you can find there. I actually I went to Rome last year and yes. I actually took my microphone into the Sixteen Chapel Ooh. because I I don't know I, I know photographing and filming is not allowed but nobody said anything about microphones so I just nice. <laughs> so I have some ambience in the 16th chapel I don't know how useful that is but I have it <laughs> I mean that's 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 quite an achievement I would say um, very very bold of you interesting um, how did it sound <laughs> um, well I did imagine it really quiet, mm -hmm. but there are so many people uh, in the in the chapel, and they don't have any Some of them have have no have have any respect at all for mm -hmm. it's it's a church, and every two minutes or so there's some uh, guard telling everyone to be quiet through a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> to speakers very calming <laughs> so it's it's really interesting not at all uh, how i imagined it yeah that's that's interesting yeah and it kind of the, the ambience kind of uh swells because everyone is talking or whispering mm -hmm. 
And after the guard said, please be quiet, it's it's all whispers. And then it goes up again. People are talking again. It gets gets louder. The guy says, please stop talking. It's going down again. Everybody whispers. <laughs> so in waves then, yeah. That's, that's really yes. interesting. Yeah, the group dynamics is always is always fun. Um, yeah, maybe also on the topic on, on sound pollution. Um, is there anything... Um, you now notice more like with field recording. Um, I, I mentioned this because when I started out, um, I realized very quickly that I hate planes <laughs> because <laughs> planes were always ruining my oh, recordings. Yeah. And also if you really like concentrate on just active listening and, and being in the moment, you hear so many car sounds or other sounds. Um, do you have any like approach to that do you uh, especially go to remoter places or something or do you just like take your microphone and if yeah if, if something comes out of it then it's then it's fine well i as i said i live in düsseldorf or as you said i live in mm -hmm. düsseldorf um it's not here it, there is no place here where no noise pollution is mm. so i have i would have to uh, go I, i don't know actually where and i don't have a car so I, I'm always near a train track, near a street, uh, something, something uh, will always be there. So I tend to ignore it or do as best as I can and then really listen for it because, well, I know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at a street or wherever and then Yeah, try to make longer recordings, really listen to uh, periods where I really have silence or make sure that I have a period where I, where I really have some silence to record what I want. But it's difficult, especially here. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, do you by chance have a contact microphone? No, but I really want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can absolutely recommend this for noisy environments because it doesn't matter yeah. or rather it's 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 even nicer to have noisy environments then um, put it on like bridges or on trains or on everywhere you're around it's it's so fun yeah um, they sound really fun I, i really like to have one I, I need to i also i saw uh, that someone built one out of a what is it called the fire, yeah, alarm, old fire alarm yeah thingy <laughs> right <laughs> I actually wanted to try that. I have a broken fire alarm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah, I, I could go. I could just go buy one. <laughs> but the the fire alarm thing um, sounds like a little bit more fun. Maybe I try that first, and if it does sound shit, then I I go buy one actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you need a recommendation, just just hit me <laughs> up because I I also yeah. saw the fire alarm and I I really wanted to buy it and I maybe I will for like a noise box or something. But I have some some really nice ones. I've uh, and I have them always in my bag because it's there's always some chance of of using them for like lots of surfaces and yeah that's yeah I can I can really recommend that. But also I mean on the other hand you have access to like a big bustling city with lots of noises. Um, so that's also something that comes in handy probably for a lot of yes. sounds because I I don't have that. I have to drive quite a way for like a bigger city. I, I live in a very I would say medium-sized or tiny city, <laughs> so <laughs> not not really skyscrapers or a lot of trains or anything. Um, yeah, if I want city noise, like a lot of people, a lot of cars, trains, 
Um, we have an airport really nearby. If I want those sounds, I that's that's really good here. <laughs> or yeah, ship ship noises actually because Ooh, nice. it's the Rhine and and I think like every two minutes there's going there's a really big um, freighter or something going by. That's interesting. Yeah, that's also something I have yet to record. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should open up a, like a group in Air Wiggles and swap sounds <laughs> for like, I need this specific thing. And the other one is like, yeah, I have that every day. You can have yeah, that Yeah, that, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think um, also, I don't know if you know the the Slack um, community for the sound design. Uh, they, they do a, a sound effect swap every month. You have like a topic and then you record some sounds and everybody pitches in and you get all the sounds at the end. So um, can really recommend that then because if you... Like see the topping and think, oh yeah, I have time for that. You can just pitch in two or three recordings of your own and get like gigabytes of material back. Um, that's always interesting. Yeah, I don't know the Slack group, but I know I am familiar with the concept. There's another SFX swap initiative from I don't know who actually, <laughs> but it's just called SFX swap, and you just put in one sound effect. Uh, they do it every month. You can put as many sound effects as you like uh, in, and you get tons of sound effects out of it. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah, that's definitely good. Especially if especially when you're starting out and you don't have the money to buy libraries. I wish I had that when I started. It would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Um, yeah, if you if you find that um, link, um, we can put it in the show notes. That would be nice because it's always good for yeah for course. beginners to have that. And yeah, I, I would also recommend it, like taking part in those because you also get the experience of recording something yourself um, with a set goal, um, which is also interesting because as you also mentioned, um, most of the time the approach I think should be to go out without like uh, a real goal in mind, just to yeah actively listen and to train your ears, so to say. But um, yeah, that's also a really good good point of like really thinking about, okay, if I want to re have a recording. For example, the last uh, SFX swap I, I did was a lifeless uh, environment. So anything that doesn't have any sounds of like traffic, human people, noises, stuff like that. So um, yeah, I really thought hard and then I found a place um, where, my, where my dad works and I put the microphones up in the attic and you had those like rain pouring up uh, on the roof and had those ambiences. Mm -hmm which was really interesting. It was like a kind of almost haunted house kind of deal. <laughs> um, very interesting. And also interesting to see what other people come up with and what they record. And then you have recordings of people that have like a shed somewhere in the woods with no one around, which also sounds very cool. Yeah, that's also cool. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, also on the topic on, on recording, do you have anything special that you always want to record? Um, but didn't get the chance yet, any place or anything you say, man, that would be cool to record? Well, I always wanted to record. If you have something, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, really I really want to record uh, animals at some point mm. because I find it very interesting. But no specific place no, no not really yeah no i mean it's fine animals is also something um i want to get it more into and i've i've started to like learn from people that did this um i have 
I don't know if you know the podcast uh, Tone Benders. Um, mm-hmm. Can really also recommend it. And it's in the last episode we uh, they had one. One of the guests was from uh, Russia, I think, and he recorded a lot of wolf sounds. Um, and it was actually a library I bought um, beforehand on a on a hmm. recommendation from an, uh, from another sound artist. And it was interesting to hear how how much work got into making this library and how much you have to like really know the animal and at first try to um, yeah always approach with caution, of course, but also. I think he sent them his his blip for the the shotgun microphone beforehand, so they could put it in the cage and the animals could like get used to it. So because mm. it's yeah, of course it's a bit of fur and it's a strange looking <laughs> device and they don't know it. So yeah, re- really interesting and then also maybe also as a tip for other people, he also mentioned that it's interesting um, how how you approach people asking for permission to record this. Because especially with animals and stuff like that, um, if you have any like maybe um, sanctuaries or something like that, people are often wary of people coming in and doing something there. So um, yeah, that's also it's a it's a whole thing. You have to find like the right place, the right time, yeah. and then also know the animal. Because um, I also was in a zoo once trying to get some animal sounds, and most of them are pretty silent most of the time. Because of course. Why, why should they just scream around, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, also many animals that have kind of a signature sound, like the an, an owl, for example. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, the owl, owl does not make this specific sound. It's just a mating call. And you have to know then, first of all, you have to know this, and then you have to have a person. I mean, I, I have been on the editing side of animal recordings a lot for Boom mm-hmm. Library. So I, uh, I learned a lot from the, well, the offcuts, basically. <laughs> I see. <laughs> the things we, we could not use. And they had a, a person who could imitate this mating call so that they all, uh, all would answer. Oh, so that's this interesting. Is also stuff you, you have to know and you have to have the people with you who know the animal and can bring the animal to make a specific sound. Oh yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, the uh, person that recorded us also mentioned that he used like his his phone to um, record the animals or or, the, or use other animal um, animal sounds and play them so they would answer. Um, it's almost the same, but <laughs> yeah, no, like he yeah, used recordings. That is good. also interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good if you can make the sound yourself. That is maybe even easier. I don't know. In, in this case, it was like the person knew the animal and could imitate it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Uh, but I guess phone recording also works. Interesting. Yeah. It, th- this I did not know. <laughs> I mean, that depends on the animal. I think um, he mentioned with with some animals. I think it was even was it lions or something. They put it on like massive speakers on a car <laughs> and played like like roaring sounds. Um, and put them somewhere farther away so they would like get interested and answer and uh, yeah but you also really like you really have to know what kind of sounds to play because you don't want to like anger animals or scare them you want to provoke them into like answering maybe um but yeah that's a it's a whole beast in itself but uh yeah if you get into animal recording um yeah it's it's probably fun for years <laughs> so um yeah good luck with that and 
maybe we'll talk again in like half a year or two or something about that yeah maybe <laughs> that's cool okay um i think i'm all out of questions for now um the only thing that's left maybe is uh, do you want to plug anything any any project you're working on anything you want to shout out feel free uh I have not thought about that. No, not really. Not really. That's fine. <laughs> I cannot talk about my project at the moment. It's not announced. I, I just oh, yeah, started yeah, yeah. started a new job and uh, yeah. <laughs> no secrets. <laughs> not really. Secrets. No, that's secret fine. stuff. It's always secrets. Yeah. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, thanks again for for being on my show. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Attention, please. Silenzio. Silence, please. No pictures, no video, no photo. Silence, please. Looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to? We're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting on patreon.com slash fieldandfoley or ko-fi.com slash fieldandfoley, where you gain early access to episodes in lossless format and can submit questions for our guests. Thank you for listening.